It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org slash app. You are Locked On Rams, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Rams. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, another edition of Locked On Rams. Thanks for checking us out. Hey, very quickly, let me tell you something. You are actually part of the fastest growing sports network in podcasting. That is an absolute mathematical fact. I am not making it up. We are well over a million listens at this point on the Locked On Podcast Network, and it continues to grow. Thank you for being a part of that. And, oh, by the way, go tell 10 people who will tell 10 people you remember the old commercial. All right, we got a lot to get to here on the program today. I am Travis Rogers, and this is Locked On Rams. Every single day we're going to talk about everything that has to do with your L.A. Rams. Um... I want to talk about a handful of different things today. I want to talk about the day that Case Keenum had yesterday. He was fantastic. I want to talk about the day that Todd Gurley had yesterday. He was not fantastic. I want to talk about Jeff Fisher and another decision that he made. I'm officially moving from the I'm not quite sure camp into the I don't think this guy is a very good coach camp. I, I think that we've moved into a position where he continues to make – look, he cost him a game yesterday. He cost them a game against Buffalo potentially, and he nearly cost him a game against Tampa with his decision to go for two that uh, a month out I still don't quite understand. That's three decisions in six games. And then, of course, that Monday night debacle to open the season, which I put largely on his plate as well. And I want to talk about that defense um, and, and, or the lack thereof. A lot of injuries for the Rams defense, but still something that uh, they need to get cleaned up very, very uh, – shortly it was it did not look very good as well maybe a a baseball thought or two at the end of the show let's start with this let's start with the the most positive thing from yesterday's 31 to 28 loss to the Detroit Lions and and that is Case Keenum not only played his best game of the season Case Keenum played the best game of his career okay Case Keenum are you ready for this this is Case Keenum. This isn't Tom Brady or Tony Romo or Aaron Rodgers. This is Case Keenum completed 27 of 32 passes, 27 of 32 for 321 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception, which came late, which I'm willing to even excuse given the circumstances, which we'll talk about in just one second, was only sacked once, meaning that he took good care of the football, ran for a touchdown, had a quarterback rating of 127, had a quarterback rating or QBR, ESPN's number, of 88.5 that are both outstanding numbers, and they lost. And they lost. If I would have told you right before kickoff, 10 a.m. Sunday morning in L.A., I said, hey, you, Rams fan, Case Keenum's going to have a day. Case Keenum's going to throw three touchdown passes. Case Keenum's going to run for a touchdown. Case Keenum is not going to throw an interception that hurts you in any meaningful way. Case Keenum will only get sacked once. Case Keenum's going to throw the ball 32 times. He's only going to have it hit the ground five times. He's going to set an L.A. Rams record by completing 20 passes in a row. That's a fact. You'd take that, right? 
You're telling me Case Keenum's going to go for 321 yards, three touchdowns through the air, one through the ground, and he doesn't turn it over? Yeah. You want that? Yeah, I'll take that. Well, you lose. You lose because the defense and Jeff Fisher were nowhere to be found. You, you're Look, you're not going to get a better game than you got out of Case Keenum yesterday. He doesn't even have to be this good, okay? If he's half as good as that, if he throws for 200 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions, that's a damn good day for Case Keenum. Case Keenum picked Detroit apart. He, he looked like any other NFL quarterback. He looked absolutely fantastic. Credit to him. Credit to Rob Boris for actually letting him go out there and throw the ball around a little bit. How about that? I don't know. Taking some shots down the field, throwing the ball on first down, throwing the ball to your, your backs out of the backfield, whether that's Todd Gurley or Benny Cunningham. How about actually, I don't know, throwing the ball to the tight end, Lance Kendricks with a touchdown during the game. Well, look at this. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. And they lost. So credit to Case Keenum, who was absolutely fantastic. Credit to Rob Boris, who actually seemed to open up the playbook a little bit along the way. Good for those guys. They lost. They're 3-3. Three and three. That 3-1 three and one start is now a 3-3 three and three mark headed to London, which is the weirdest situation you can have because they're going to be in a foreign country for the better part of a week, getting ready to play another team that's very hard to identify what they are in the New York Giants. And you have no momentum. You've lost two games in a row. And not only have you lost two games in a row, but you've lost two games in a row that you probably should have either won or had a better chance of winning. They flat out should have beat Detroit yesterday. Flat out should have beat them. Buffalo, I don't know. The, the decision to go for that fake punt was stupid, but who knows what happens there. They still needed to get the ball back. They still needed to go down and score a touchdown. So I, I'm not going to say that that one was one that they absolutely should have won, but they could have. Yesterday was a game that they absolutely should have won. They should have done it, and they didn't. So the question is, why not? Why not? Why, why did you score 28 points, four touchdowns, get a quarterbacking performance that was as close to perfect as you're going to find? Why didn't you win? Well, there's a handful of reasons. Number one, Todd Gurley's giving them nothing. Todd Gurley is giving them nothing. I, I'm If I'm done with Jeff Fisher, if I've all of a sudden moved off of the Jeff Fisher is a good football coach to I'm not quite sure to, you know what, this guy makes a lot of decisions that don't make any sense at all. I've gone from, you know, Todd Gurley's pretty awesome, too. You know, he's going to get going pretty soon. And now I'm in the whatever, dude. He, he's, he's, he had 58 yards yesterday. Todd Gurley carried the ball 14 times, 58 yards, just a tick over four yards of carry, which is okay, which is, which is decent. 58 yards for Todd Gurley, and that was the best day he's had all season. He had 48 at the half. 48 at the half. You're thinking to yourself, all right, maybe this is the day he finally goes over 100. Maybe this is the day he finally gets going. The first play of the game, they give it to Todd Gurley. He gashes the line for 15 yards. And, and after that, where, where was he? Where was he? I understand the Rams' offensive line isn't great. We'll talk more about that in a second. I understand that they're stacking the box with a whole bunch of guys. I get all of these things. We talked about it on a Locked on Rams podcast last week. There are a variety of reasons why Todd Gurley is not getting going, but Jamal Charles found a way to do it. Adrian Peterson has found a way to do it historically. Frank Gore with the Niners on a bad team, he found a way to do it. Todd Gurley isn't. So why not? Why isn't it happening for him? And it's because... He's not figuring out a new way to go about doing this. What worked last year isn't, Todd. It's time to try to do something else because clearly the speed is there. Clearly the ability to play this game is there. We saw it last year, but it's time to make that adjustment. You know what it reminds me a little bit of? It's a little bit of the Puig thing when 
Yasiel Puig showed up for the Dodgers, and he showed up, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's an MVP. This is a, a rookie of the year, an MVP, an all-star. This is a guy that's going to be a very, very good player for a long time. And what happened? Well, the pitchers around the National League went, well, he doesn't do this very well. So they just took what he did do well away from him and started giving him a steady diet of fastballs in, soft stuff away. And Yasiel Puig turned around and found himself in the minor leagues. Found himself with worse seasons year after year after year before he finally got demoted to AAA and finally said, you know what, I better start changing some things. Did, came back, and has played pretty well. Well, Todd Gurley has had his, okay, I'm here. I look like the the next big thing as far as running backs go. And he's got nothing since. It's time to make an adjustment. And there is no minor leagues in football. There's nothing you can do to, to send him to. You're not going to put him in the arena league or the CFL or something crazy. But it's time to do something with the guy. Throw him the ball more. Don't give him a bunch of carries on first and second down that go nowhere and put the team in a difficult position. Stop telling yourself that you are a run-first team because clearly you're not, which brings us to the big thing, which brings us to the topic of the day. After the game, Rams fans were upset. Remember, I do pre- and post-game for the Rams on the ESPN LA Rams radio network, and I was taking phone calls. LA is not a call-up-and-say-the-coach-sucks kind of market. It's just not what it is. Yesterday it was because Jeff Fisher did something dumb. Well, Jeff Fisher did something dumb for the second week in a row. We'll talk about that in just one second. But first, I want to tell you about a new partner that we have on the show here. It is My Bookie. It is called My Bookie. Of course, it's football season, and everybody likes to get a little action going on the side. You can get in at MyBookie.net. It's MyBookie.net. It's the most exciting online experience that you're going to find for sports fans. It's exactly what you think it is. It's a chance for real Vegas odds, incredible player prop bets on every single football game. If you're thinking, ah, I didn't get in on time this week. I got them a little bit late. It doesn't matter. They have in-game Live updates with odds updated in real time. It's never too late to get in on it. It's never too late to make a play. And it's absolutely perfect if you want to use your phone to do it. Nonstop action on the go. Everybody likes a little action on it. Go online. Type MyBookie in your browser and sign up today. MyBookie.net. Use the promo code LORAMS. LORAMS to be entered into their million-dollar prize pool. Or you can pick up the phone and call as well. 844-722-2387. 844-722-2387. Seven thousands of people are already playing the biggest, the best only at mybookie.net. Go sign up today. So welcome to them. Appreciate that. Monday night football tonight. Go get in on a little bit of that. All right. So back to the back to Jeff Fisher. End of the half. The Rams had been brilliant in the first half. They fourth and goal from the one yard line. Game tied at fourteen. Four seconds left in the game. What do you do? Every single person that pays attention to these things knows that when you're the road team, by the way, the Rams are getting the football to start the second half. They're going to receive the kick to start the second half. You have gashed the Lions. You've had the ball three times in the first half. You've scored two touchdowns. This one you've taken right down to the goal line. It's fourth and one with four seconds to go. You're going to get the ball back in about 15 minutes. You can score your three points, go into the halftime with a 17-14 to 14 lead, knowing you're getting the ball back. You're on the road, okay? It's hard to win on the road, even against a team like the Detroit Lions that's not that great. You have a chance to take the road, on or go on the road, take the lead at half, or you can run a play into an 11-man front 
an 11-man front with a running back who has not shown the ability to get into the end zone on short yardage, with an offensive line that not once all day has shown that they're going to have the ability to drive that defensive front back that's been getting broken and gashed from a, a decent port of the season, never mind the game. The Rams' offensive line is not one of these road-grading, we're-going-to-push-you game. Guess what? They lost by they lost that game. They lost by three points. Exactly what he said was going to happen, that it was a bad coaching decision. And maybe, and, and, I'll, and I'll leave you with this thought right here, and maybe the dumbest thought of them all, the dumbest thing that I heard yesterday was during the game afterwards, listening to his postgame comments, he said he would do it again. He believes in his heart of hearts that the Rams are a big, strong offensive team that's going to line up and ram it down your throat. We're going to give you a big dose of Todd Gurley. We're a big, bad, tough-nosed, hard-nosed, running football team. Here we come. Dude, it ain't working. It's, you're not. What you are is you're a team that's got to throw little teeny tiny passes to get guys moving to maybe open it up a little bit for Todd Gurley to hit one now and again. But this idea that you're going to line up and shove it down the, op- the, the your opponent's throat, you, it hasn't happened. This is like your buddy that goes out and he thinks he's a tough guy and he keeps picking fights and he keeps getting his ass kicked. He's like, hey, man, I'm not going to back up to anybody. Yeah, but you keep getting your ass kicked. Stop doing that. I'm tired of watching you get your ass kicked. Don't do it. Jeff Fisher's that guy. Well, I'm gonna, I'll show them. I'll, I'll run it right at him next time. Well, then you're going to fail again. I get it. You think you have an identity. You think that you're going to be out there to go out and do these things. You're not. You're, you don't have that kind of team. Your talent doesn't allow you to play that kind of football. You are not good like that. You're not the Dallas Cowboys, okay? You're the Rams. Figure out what that means and get your you-know-what together. Because you've taken a three and one start that I think was a really pleasant surprise. The, the Rams are three and three with wins over the Cardinals and the Seahawks, two teams that I don't think anybody would be very surprised to see in the postseason. You've beaten the two best teams in your conference, but you just lost to the Lions, the Bills, and the 49ers, who are trash. What? Huh? Come on, man. Just a bad, bad day for Jeff Fisher on top of a bad day, on top of another day where he made some decisions that just don't make any deci- that make any sense at all back in Tampa. Like, he's been around a long time. He knows more about football than I do. He knows more about his team than I do. But I'll tell you what, that doesn't mean that he's not making bad mistakes because he made a huge one yesterday. He made a big one the week before. He made a big one back in Tampa that just didn't come back to bite him in the butt. They got to get that stuff cleaned up because my other co-host on the pregame show, Kirk Morrison, he says when you go to London and you lose, one of two things happen: you switch quarterbacks, or your coach gets fired. Well, they're not switching quarterbacks. Case Keenum has been okay; hasn't been great. He was great yesterday. He was great on on Sunday against the Lions. I'll give you that. Other than that, he's been eh, he's been okay. So you're not going to make a quarterback change. That leaves one thing. And, and while I would be surprised to see a coaching change if they lost. I would be. I, I wouldn't be one of these guys saying that they pulled the trigger too soon if it did happen. I wouldn't be saying, "Oh wow, why'd you go and do that?" This team seemed to be on the right track because they don't. They just don't, and a lot of it feels like it's coming from that head coach position. All right, that's going to do it for Locked On Rams. Don't forget, you can hear me pre and post before and after every single Rams game on the ESPNLA Rams Radio Network. You can also reach out on Twitter at any point, at Travis Rogers. And don't forget to throw a hashtag in there, hashtag TRN. I'll try to answer as many of those questions as we can. Maybe we'll do that on Wednesday. We'll do a whole bunch of TRN stuff on Wednesday. Send those along as well. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Rams. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network and NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.